Good salespeople are persistent. Great salespeople don't need to be persistent. They know how to engage. They know how to be thoughtful. They know how to be, you know, educational or insightful. Welcome to Rev Thinking, the podcast for creative entrepreneurs who know the best way to deal with the future is to create it. This is the conversation between creative leaders and consultants discussing what it really takes to run a thriving creative business. You're listening to the Rev Thinking Podcast. I'm Joel Pilger. For these next few episodes, I'm excited to go back. We're going to be sharing a few what we call best of episodes with you. Going back almost 100 episodes now here on the Rev Thinking Podcast, there have been quite a few standouts. So these are episodes that either had way more listens than our normal episodes, or perhaps we got a lot of reactions, comments, feedback, or perhaps the topic is unusually relevant right now. So with that, I hope you enjoy this special episode pulled from the Rev Thinking Podcast. Welcome, Robert. Really glad to have you on the podcast today. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. It's good to have you. So, Robert, I, you've been somebody that I've watched, uh, I think, for years from afar, and it's been really cool getting acquainted with you more recently. But for people that may not know you or your history, could you just sort of introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about kind of where you come from and what's led you up to where you are today? Sure. So, so basically, I, I grew up in, in Los Angeles. I was born and raised. Um, I started very early on. I think I was in high school when I started working for the dating game. Um, I, I grew up in sort of the production industry, um, from set design into production, uh, worked on films. Um, I produced films. I had a, a company where I, I rep directors called Flickr Films uh, for several years. Um, as I was uh, repping directors and doing that, um, it was, you know, live action was a tough business back in the day. I started consulting for design agencies very early on. This is, this is probably like 15 years ago. I started working with a company called Trance, where they had me consulting sort of the live action design component. Um, it worked into Charlie Company. Um, after Trance, I ended up uh, going full time at Charlie Company. Um, while I was working at Charlie Company for uh, uh, just just over a year, Troika reached out to me and asked if I was interested in working with them. I left the executive producing consulting role into director of business development at Troika, where I spent around eight years of my career. Um, one of the reasons I sort of crossed over into that at Troika is I really loved the way Chuck Carey was the one that sort of wooed me. Um, I really loved the way they think. It was very much in a non-sales sales role. It was very strategic in nature, even in terms of his introduction to it to me and how he sort of got me in, invested in it or involved in it. And um, I just loved how methodical they were. So eight years at Troika and then uh, another three or four years at Loyal Casper. So yeah, that's a little bit in my history. I love the way you tell that story, the way uh, Chuck uh, sold you on Troika without really uh, selling you. It's just a kind of a great way of putting it. Yeah, he is. um, He's such a well-spoken, thoughtful human being. And, um, you know, while I was working for Charlie Company, you know, I think he just was fascinated with how I thought. And that's what I think what I love the most about it. He would always ask me questions with my approach and things that I would do. And he liked that everything I sort of touched was always sort of uh, more strategic in, na- in nature, less sort of uh, persistence or pushy in nature. And I think that's where our relationship started. So what was that thinking that you did that was so appealing to Chuck? 
I, I think um, if I was to sort of hang my hat on a skill set that I, I I love and that I sort of enjoy doing is it's it is sort of that methodical nature. Um, you know, one of the things I've always looked at, at least over the last 15 years and sort of more the the sales aspect of the business is, you know, good salespeople are persistent. Great salespeople um, don't need to be persistent. They know how to engage. They know how to be thoughtful. They know how to be, um, you know, educational or insightful. And so what they do is, you know, they, they approach it in a way in which people want to speak with them. They want to learn or understand what's happening in the industry. And I truly believe that is the way that you should approach business development because it has a stigma about it. And, and I think it's the wrong stigma and it's the wrong approach. And I think back in the day, that probably was the way in which sales work, which is a very sort of persistent, you know, schmoozy. And that still happens on a large scale today. But I, I don't think it's the way in which things need to go because the complexities and problems today are, are, are deep and people need to understand it in order to add value. And so I would say adding value is crucial nowadays as a, a business development person. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I I appreciate your perspective that you could come at client problems in such a creative way. Do you think it's your experience at t- in TV production and then Charlie Co and Troika that allows for that, or is there something in you that is strategic and and gets that done? I, you know, honestly, I don't know. I mean, I, I went so I went to school for law. Why I went through the my you know twenty plus years in the industry, and I think one of the things I loved about it is sort of the strategic component. So I think I always thought that way, and then I was grew up in the the industry, and so I do think the well roundedness of my upbringing from production to every other aspect of it really helped me understand and really empathize with with what do you need to do to be successful. So it absolutely helps with that. I don't necessarily think, you know, I've seen people come above the line and below the line. I think both sides can be thoughtful and methodical. Um, but you, you do need to, um, you have to build it into sort of your DNA of, of what you do on a day-to-day basis and how you think about things. Yeah. I'm glad you said that. Cause I agree with you. Business development is something that's strategic and methodical. And honestly, many of the companies, when they first engage us, they ask us to get involved in business development, you know, specifically meaning sales and marketing. But, you know, one thing that we teach every company is that business development, sales and marketing is not a standalone silo. It it needs other people for it to work. You need production and you need the creative to be involved. Is that your experience? And would you agree with that? Yeah. I mean, well, first let's, let's start with the, you know, the obvious or maybe not so obvious, but the majority of agencies that you both and myself, you know, currently sort of consult and help out are agencies that were founded and built on creative and, you know, strong creatives, passionate creatives don't necessarily make great business owners. You know, at the end of the day, we're, you know, we're all passionate creatives. We're in the industry to, to grow our agencies. We still need to be business minded. You know, we, we still need to be thinking about how do we, approach this area of business. And I think what has worked in the past where, you know, a lot of companies were just bringing a salesperson and say, you do your job. Nowadays, it doesn't. Um, you, you have to be thinking about business uh, development and business strategy overall differently. It has to be a consistent sort of approach to how do you solve problems in this area to keep the company healthy. Yeah. As part of the creative process. 
absolutely. It's, it's, it's all part of the, it's all part of the process is you can't just focus on creative and throw someone off to do sales. You need to be thinking about how do you position your company? How do you, um, how do you want to be perceived? How do you market your company? Marketing is crucial. And the majority of our companies don't really do a great job at it. You know, it's, it's been this uh, wallpaper effect of like, we just need to post stuff. You know, see, we need to behave exactly the way our brands need to behave, which is it's less of people choosing or, or forced to consume your brand. Now they can choose, which means you have to be entertaining. You have to be something that people want to consume. And so you can't just wallpaper your brand out there. You need to create a personality and, and soul to it and communicate it everywhere you go. So business development as a whole has been something that was back in the day worked, you know, as just having someone do sales and leave them alone, let them do their job to now it's, it's, it's more of a focus of how do we position ourselves? How do we communicate to our audience? And then how do we, we take that communication into a sales strategy, a sales deck, and then how do we open up our clients so that we're, we're, we have a diverse portfolio and people perceive us as relevant. So Robert, I love what you're saying because you just reminded me of a, of a theory that I have, and I would love your, your take on this. There's a lot of a lot of owners that I uh, run into, they fall into that category you just described of they started a business as a creative. And for them, sales is a dirty word. Yeah. And a lot of times I have to do this um, coaching and counseling or, uh, you know, they, they sit on my couch and I, and I try and tell them, no, sales <laughs> isn't a bad word if you think of it as leading and as expertise and as guiding how we interact with our clients what would you have to say about that? Yeah. So, so first off, everybody sells anyone we're in the service industry. So everyone that communicates, connects emails with a client is selling. There's different types of selling. If you're a creative, you're selling passion. If you're a producer, you're selling, selling efficiencies, quality control, you know, being buttoned up. And if you're business development, you're either selling, you know, schmoozy type of, networky sales, or you're selling methodical, smart, strategic sales. It's all about everyone selling. So how do you do it in a way that's authentic to who you are and what you do? That should be the goal. So at first, you have to make sure that your team that is communicating with the client, make them aware of it. Make sure that they know right up front that they are selling, but make sure that they do it in a way that is authentic to them. Right. And then the areas that they don't touch, like say, uh, business development people or salespeople, how do they do it in a way to extend that authenticity? So it, it matches, you need to make sure that everyone that's, that's communicating to a client is doing it in a way that reinforces how you want to be perceived. But you know, there's, don't make any mistake of it. You are all selling and you want to make sure that they know that because I, I really hate that separation where they're like, Oh, there's the sales guy. They need to do that. That's, that's not what's going on. And I think the more that you have that mentality and you leave it sort of in a separate bucket, the more you're going to struggle with how business development is approached and how your sales will be successful. So then what's it like for you um, when you're working with a company and getting them out of those individual silos that they're in and working together as a creative and production team on the sales cycle? I, I think one of the things that I, um, that I, that really matters a lot to me is that although we're in the service industry and the majority of companies are, are project based companies. And what I mean by that is they go project to project and that's how they think, Right. So when a project comes in the door, they're like, okay, projects in the door, let's focus on the project. Let's do a, you know, produce a great project. I would, I consider myself more of an account based 
uh, mentality guy. And what I mean by that is that we should always be looking to add value in every aspect of the business that we do. And I think if you're project-based, you're focused on producing great work, which is great. That's awesome. But I think as an account-based company, you're always thinking about how am I solving the problems for the brand? How am I speaking with the client? What other problems can I solve for them? I always want to add value. And I think if you're always thinking about how do I add value and what else am I doing to, to, to help this brand move forward, then I'm not just focused on this one project. I'm actually focused on trying to super serve this particular account. And, and, you know, it's, you don't have to take my word for it. Look at how a lot of the sort of traditional agencies are built that, you know, they built a business around that model. And so you have to pull a little bit of the success from those, those areas of business and figure out how you utilize those to potentially make us more successful in the space that we do. And so I think that you really need to look at business a little bit differently from a project-based mentality to more of an account-based. And then when you get into that space, then you, you really start to look at everyone. You know, how are we structuring our conference calls with clients? Do we have an agenda? Do we know who's communicating? Who's emailing the client? Are we doing detailed notes? Everything is a part of the, the business development as, aspect of it. It's not just about get the project in and let the production do it. It's more about how are we super serving this particular brand? Well, what you're describing, it's almost like one, it's a cultural thing, right? That, that permeates the entire agency or studio. But at the same time, it sounds like it's something that over time becomes an advantage, a competitive advantage in the marketplace. Oh, it, it's huge. Uh, you know, I, I can, I can speak from experience, you know, back in my tricky days, you know, I would have clients call me and say, Hey, look, I know you're more expensive than other agencies, but I know you're going to do it in the Troika way. Right. And that's power. Your yeah, ability sure. to be able to communicate to the masses in terms of all the brands inside of a particular, uh, a genre. And they know that you are going to, your quality control is top notch. Then they feel safe. And that's a big deal. You know, they're, they're, excuse my expression, putting their ass on the line and they want to make sure that they're going to be handled. And so part of knowing that whatever they bring there, it's going to be done in a way that's, that's, you know, produced above the sort of the normal grade, they're more inclined to come to you and they're willing to pay for that sort of expertise and service. Yeah. Again, I like your perspective and um, I like how you take your experience and you draw from that. You recognize the success of others and you can make a plan and a strategy at a company that you're at. But in all fairness, that's also been your job and you've had those experiences. Now put yourself in the shoes of one of our clients who is a creative owner, doesn't have the experience to draw from, but wants to implement a plan like this in their company. Where would you tell them to start? Yeah. So, I mean, there's, it's, it's, you know, as you know, there's, there's different points of entry. So, you know, I've been consulting now around just over six months. And so I'm working with a variety of companies and each situation is different. As you guys know, um, there are different components, different staff in place, different situations that you need to understand. So there's always some form of assessment. So it's really hard for me to sort of answer that without really understanding you know, what's currently in place. Sure. But when someone brings on your company, make brave to, to work this out, you know, where do you start? What do you think is most important? Um, I, I think what's most important right now, which, which I've noticed sort of the, um, this is a serious problem right now. There are a lot of agencies are struggling with how do I adapt to the changing landscape? You know, they, you're either in sort of the, the, the poor me category, which is 
business as usual, you know, budgets are smaller. The, the opportunities are, are spread a little thinner. There's more competition out there. There's more agencies out there. Uh, it's a confusing landscape or you're, you're trying to address it. I think that agencies need to be agile and understand how to address it. So that's where I come in. So I think that if, if agencies understand that there's a challenge happening, you know, right in front of us as the industry changes, we need to address it head on. And so usually what happens is I'll come in, you know, with an agency and say, all right, let's understand what, what are your challenges? Is it, is it production in nature? Is it process in nature? Is it sales approach? Do you have a business development person? What's your, what's your involvement, you know, as owners, how are you involved in that, that conversation? And so I think a lot of it is assessment to really understand that particular, um, challenge. And then I would say, um, looking at it, you know, sort of reverse engineering a plan to it. Really what I've been doing most isn't rock and science. It's more about looking at what they do, building a consistent method to approach it and constantly putting yourself um, in those rooms to talk about it. You know, the majority of, of, of things that I like to touch is when you get off the box you lift your head up in a room with people that are sort of leading the company and you talk about how to move the company forward. And you, you do that on a week by week basis. And that's where sort of the magic happens. Because once you start to establish certain meetings, then you can have conversations, then you can start to solve it. And you always have action items and next steps to start to solve the problem. So if we meet in a room, we talk about what do we need to solve, we have things that we need to move forward, those get sent out as notes. We're going to address it next week. And there are action items that everyone's accountable for. And that's sort of how you start uh, changing the behavior. I really Sorry. like what you're saying because um, one thing that it, it, it dovetails nicely with uh, is there's not a one-size-fits-all approach no. uh, to sales, to marketing, right? Because I know in our experience, a half-million-dollar-a-year studio has sales and marketing challenges that are very different from a two to four million, which are entirely different from a ten million dollar firm, right? And what we find is we have these you know seven ingredients of a creative firm that we know in order for, in order for a firm to be successful, they have to master each one of those. And obviously, sales is one, and marketing is one of those ingredients. Um, the other thing I think is interesting to hear you say, which I love also, is routine. The power of routine and just simple systems that provide accountability, regularity, because over time, I think uh, what I find is that is really a bigger predictor of success than any one shiny object, you know, that happens to command the owner's attention or the salesperson's attention at that time. And I'm just guessing you've seen that happen where you come in and you start putting in routines and just that regular blocking and tackling every day, every week, what have you, that those habits over time produce really big results. Yeah. I mean, first off, they're, they're each, each bucket of companies, sort of the, the one to 5 million, the five to 10, the 10 to 20, and then the 20 and up all have their own problems. And, um, you really have to come in and understand, you know, what the challenges are. So you have to really understand, you know, what's the workflow what's the communication like, what do you guys currently do to handle business? How do you stabilize it and how do you grow it? And you also need to understand a very important component of this is what, what do the owners want? What are they trying to do? You know, what, what's the end game? Do they want to be a lifestyle agency or do they want to grow and why? And so you, you do need to understand all that first before you really get in and do, you know, any of the stuff that probably you both do or I do, which is trying to build a, a, a better, stronger machine. Right. And so it really is understanding, you know, what they're looking for and why understanding, you know, the size of the company and the size of the team. 
And then really you can come into and start to, to build um, some of the pieces that I think are essential for companies to really thrive. I'm not even thinking survive. I'm thinking thrive in this industry. And I think it's, it's very possible. There's, there's more work out there than ever. It's just, you have to figure out how to position yourself, market and promote yourself so that you're, you make yourself open to some of those opportunities. And, you know, the, the meetings, the repetitive nature around different things like business development or sales or marketing are things that change behavior. And it, as we all know, behaviors are really tough to change. And right. so the only way that I know how to do that is to structure things that are ongoing and, and to create forms for that where we talk about it and do agendas. So we're constantly moving things forward and allowing people to think that way and, t- and communicate and interact that way. Yeah. One of the things I often say is that business owners have a compass, but we can bring the roadmap. Um, as a consultant, we can come in from the outside with some of the details, um, the routines, and our ability to create solutions so that we can proactively manage the company. And that way, the business and the owner will end up where they intended. The, the reason they got into business was to accomplish a goal. And we just want to come alongside them and make sure that goal is realized. And you really need to be able to have the same goal. This isn't about my way or your way. This is about picking the direction and then coming to an agreement on how we solve it and go after it together. It's, it's not one particular way. It's, it's working with the infrastructure of how a company is structured and figuring out how best to get there. That's right. We w- don't want to change everything. We want to use their existing infrastructure to, to make it happen. And that's, that's really where it should be, is sort of a collective yes and a collective direction. Yes. And anyone with a desire to learn and grow and to make things happen is a good candidate for this, which is probably what the three of us are looking forward to the most next week when we're, when we get together in person and work with the creative entrepreneurs at the Promax conference at Terranea uh, in California. The, the ability to interact face to face, to talk to the creative entrepreneurs, to deal with their issues and answer questions. It's all that drive and energy coming together in run room. And, and it's one of those great moments we get to have in processing with those business owners. Yeah. I, I think, I think one of the really important components of the businesses that we, we work with is that they built their businesses based on the, I want mentality. I want to do campaigns. I want to do spots. I want to do that. And that, doesn't necessarily position you in a way that's distinct to sort of separate you from the pack. It puts you in the pack of everybody. You really need to figure out like, what, what am I passionate about? What are we good at? What are our services? And then where's the industry going? And then how do I sort of triangulate that to get ahead of the pack? How do I position myself and, and make us relevant in a way that opens up the, the market um, of the brands that we want to work with? And I think that if that alone would be something just to get into conversations with, and I hope that that will happen um, in this forum, but just to talk about how are you positioning yourself? How are you separating yourself from the pack? And then how do I communicate that into sort of my marketing and sales? And what are the, what's the process to solve that? And how do we get better at it? I hope that, you know, gets into the conversations there. Yeah, I'm really excited that, uh, and for those listening that need a little more detail, Terranea is, uh, it's a resort where we're going to be all speaking at a one day conference with Promax BDA on October the 28th. And of course the focus of the one day is all about sales. So it's going to be a lively conversation without a doubt. But I think what's, what's really going to be exciting about it is to take some of these things that we're talking about in the general and put them into the specific, right? There's going to be actual conversations in the room 
of this is how I do, been doing it. How can I improve it? Uh, can we get, can we talk later and have a drink and get into some specifics? That's going to be, I think, really powerful for some people there uh, that attend the event. You know, personally, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, I think, you know, for the attendees that will be making it out to the event, I would say, you know, come there with an open mind and willingness to sort of understand the industry different than, you know, what we've been doing for the last 10 or 15 or 20 years and really, you know, have, you know, come with questions and then hopefully we could address them there in that uh, forum to sort of talk about like, what are your challenges and how can you sort of best serve those? That would, uh, that would be uh, good to get into. So Robert, tell us a little bit about um, maybe what's, what's your focus now and also what's your focus in terms of where you're, you're heading or maybe what's next. Can you tell us anything about that? Yes. Yeah. I could uh, share a little about, um, what's going on. So, so basically, um, consulting was something that I've been doing because I enjoy it. You know, I, obviously if you guys can't hear it in my voice, I, I love this industry. I love what we do. And, um, <laughs> it's something I, I, I think I do when I sleep. So it's, I really love working with people in the creative space and figuring out how to solve problems and move it forward. This is, however, just a, a short-term component of what I'm up to. Um, you know, what I've been doing over the last, you know, six, seven months is I've been, um, meeting with a lot of brands and listening a, a lot. I have been doing more of an industry audit just to sort of understand what's going on out there. Um, I'm doing it, uh, for myself, uh, primarily because we're looking to, I have a partner and we're going to, uh, launch a company, uh, coming out first quarter. So, um, it's some component of that. I'll be able to share a little bit more as, as the months uh, get a little further, further down the road. But, um, what we've been doing is listening to what are some of the challenges of what's happening in the industry? How are people approaching uh, business differently, you know, in sort of the disruption space, what can you do in our space that solves uh, the problems and takes it, takes it to the next level. And that's, that's really what I'm excited about and interested in, in, and looking into. And so I'm always trying to understand, you know, we've done things, uh, one way for a very long time and, and things are changing. And so I, I'm interested in thinking about how can you build something today that is addressing some of those challenges that are, that are happening right in front of us, um, over the last few years. So that's, that's what's coming up. You know, what that makes me want to say is thank you because oh, I, yeah, no, I think what's so what's so powerful about that is the industry is maturing, right? Um, in fact, I got asked this question by Justin Cohn in Motionographer, right? Like, if a consultancy like RevThink exists, the industry must be maturing. And I think the same thing could be said about you and what you're doing. And I know for myself, just personally, I can't wait to hear what you're what you're learning and at the, at the appropriate time when you come out and share that and you know, whatever your next move is, I just think the perspective that you're going to be able to bring to the industry, I think there's going to be something really amazing there. So I'm excited to see, uh, to see what you've got coming. There's, there's, it's definitely a really exciting time. I will say for, for our industry. And I think as long as you are willing to be agile, adapt, change and grow with it, then you will be successful. But you you really you have to listen to what's happening 
you have to follow the trades and understanding how uh, technology innovation is merging with our industry and you have to build for it. And so like, you know, some of the things that, you know, some of the brands and different individuals shared with me are like, I would love to see how, agencies could, you know, incorporate our internal team and not just for versioning, but how can we work together in a more unison way? Or how do we, you know, utilize analytics, you know, not necessarily be an analytics company, but how do you use analytics to help pinpoint, you know, marketing message? You know, how can we add value? Again, I'm always about adding value. And so I want to figure out ways in which we can help, you know, inform our clients in terms of the business decisions we make in spending money to communicate and connect with consumers. Nowadays, there's so much content out there. So we do need to understand how to make our message more authentic, how to make it more meaningful and how to make it more focused and directed to where the eyes are. And that's more than just a wallpaper mentality. That has to be a thing in terms of how we're connecting and so that's, that's something that we can do today. You can start to actually add those, those components to your business model as an agency to solve some of those problems. And I think that will be a, a huge component to um, start to be uh, useful for the brands that we work with. Yeah, I'm so glad you said that because the conversations that we at RevThink get to have with our clients, um, with the people that attend our conferences, or even the people we interview on our podcast, um, we recognize that these that the industry is changing, that it's a changing landscape. Um, and those are problems that need to be solved, but really those problems are opportunities and the companies we work with get to dive in and solve and create something new. Um, it's new for them. There's a new way of, of working with clients. There's a new model out there. There's even new opportunity for ownership and assets that um, didn't exist before. So we're so excited about that, that future. And we're excited to hear that that's where you're, that's where you're headed and you're dealing with that head on. Um, and we're really looking forward to seeing what comes about um, when you and your partner uh, kind of launch and get started. So please keep us posted. Yeah. Last note is the one note that I, I take to heart, and I think it's important for agencies just to, to understand this, is there are agencies out there that are succeeding on a level in which, you know, a, a, just a different playing field. And so research, understand how are people positioning themselves? What are the agencies that are growing and doing really well right now? You know, you, there's a lot of education and learning that's happening right in front of us if you actually take the time to sort of you know, see what's happening out there, you know, how are people being successful? How are they positioning themselves? So, you know, use that to take advantage of it and to help sort of guide you moving forward. So anyways, um, that's my last note. Uh, thanks you guys uh, for having me. Robert, it's been great, man. Thank you so much for joining us and sharing your thoughts. We're uh, not only been excited to have you and hear kind of your perspective on uh, sales and business development and even marketing, but excited to sort of see where you're going next. But for those of uh, the people out there that want to find out more about you or get in touch with you, is there some sort of way that they can find you out there? Well, yes. Um, I'm going to be at the conference in two weeks. So that would be a good forum for, uh, for anyone. Um, if you're not attending, I would suggest uh, 10. It's going to be a fun time. Uh, I'm happy to participate in it. Um, you could also reach me at robert at makebrave.com as well. Perfect. Well, I'm thankful, Robert. Really appreciate the time and you, uh, your willingness to share some of your killer insights from your experience and perspective. Yeah, thank you, Robert. Thanks for having me, you guys. 
You've been listening to the Rev Thinking Podcast. For more information on upcoming accelerators, events, or to learn how RevThink advises creative entrepreneurs like you, connect with us at RevThink.com. I want to tell you about a place to connect that you might not know about. It's our online community called Rev Community. It's a great place to get to know other creative business owners like yourself, to share some thought leadership and read other encouragement, to be challenged in this new marketplace, new technology, ideas, economic trends, and it's a place to research. Check out many of the resources we have online, our videos, and of course, this podcast. Join us today at revthink.com community. If you're a creative studio owner, feel free to join us today at revthink.com slash community. I look forward to seeing you there.